Welcome to the home of the blessed people, and here is our host pastor, Pastor Dayo Adeyemo. We're going to be continuing we started last week about hearing the voice of God. We're going to continue in this, and I know that your life will never be the same again. So it's hearing the voice of God, part two. Hearing the voice of God, part two. Heavenly Father, anoint your word, bless your word. As we learn today, let it mix with faith in our hearts to produce the intended fruits you have desired of us. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And the people of God said, Amen. I'm so excited with this series, like I've always shared and I've always told you, this is the hallmark of your Christianity. This is your strongest, uh, the strongest thing that you will ever have, know and handle, even in your, is your strongest ally in this journey of destiny, the ability and the capacity to hear God's voice. And I'm trusting that throughout this series, I have two more, two or three more parts to teach. And uh, after this one today, as we are still continuing to lay the foundation, next week, please do not miss the study next week. I want you to really campaign it amongst your friends. I want you to tell loved ones. I want you to tell your beloved friends who are believers. And um, I believe it's going to bless you. It's going to take you to another season of your Christianity. Because I believe strongly you're going to begin to hear God's word, the voice of God like never before, even after this series. One thing is for you to be at a level of hearing him now, but when the knowledge and the revelation of God's word backs up what you're already practicing, you see, you go deeper. You hear him more clearly, and your life becomes of the better. Amen. Last week, we learned that the great unchanging basic requirement for an ongoing relationship with God from generation to generation is to hear God's voice. It's unchanging. That has always been the requirement from dispensation to dispensation. We learned last week that dispensation is the dealing of God with man for a particular time. God's way of relating to mankind changed from dispensation to dispensation. It has always changed from time to time. And that's why we said that this is, in fact, the seventh dispensation. Because the dealing of God with man has always been changing from time to time. But this is one requirement that never changed. Even when the dealings of God changed, even when the ways God dealt with man changed, this requirement never changed. It was never touched. It was never uh, erased. It was never put aside to one corner. Hearing the voice of God had always been a requirement, a requirement in, in your relationship with God. It did not change from generation to generation. Throughout all dispensation, it remained constant. This is summed up in the book of Jeremiah chapter 7, verse 23. Jeremiah 7.23. Put, please put it on the screen for the people of God. And also you can turn your Bibles to the book of Jeremiah chapter 7 verse 23. It's summed up there. It says, obey my voice and I will be your God. That's just a summary. The voice of God has always been the foundational requirement of the relationship with you. 
It is what validates your relationship with him. Obey my voice and I will be your God. I will be your God if you obey my voice. The voice of God has always been a requirement. Hearing God's voice becomes the unchanging basic requirement to develop a relationship with God. Please, ladies and gentlemen, prioritize your hearing God's voice. Go after the capacity and the capability of hearing God's voice. God's voice is your greatest ally on this journey. Hearing his voice is what guarantees this journey. It's what keeps you safe on this journey. All the errors we make as human beings is because we don't hear his voice or because we do not obey his voice. This sums it up. Many things change from one dispensation to another, but this never changed. You want me to be your God, says the Lord, then you will obey my voice. Many Christians don't realize that this basic requirement is also the requirement in the New Testament. It's just the same. John 10, 27 says, my sheep hear my voice. How do we know the sheep of God? It's not the denomination of the church they go to. It's not because they obey a sect of doctrines. No. He said, my sheep, this is the way you recognize my sheep. They hear my voice. In the Pentecostal circles, we've almost lost that. That we have left the hearing of God's voice to the men of God or those called to fivefold ministry. No, every child of God. He said, my sheep, even before we took on the role as ministers, we were first sheep. Before we became leaders, we were first sheep. The sheep of God, the basic requirement of being a sheep of God is hearing his voice. I know them and they follow me. John 10, 27. My sheep, they hear my voice, number one. Number two, I know them. And number three, at all, that bears the mark of those who are on the Lord's side. It's not, by, it's not by denominational label that, you, that we know that you're a Christian or you attend this church or you attend that church. Some people even believe that if you don't attend their denomination, you are not yet a child of God. Not certain form of worship because you have to worship in a certain way. No, that's not what validates you as a child of God. It's not endurance to a particular set of doctrine. No, it's hearing the voice of God. That's va what validates you. You say, my sheep, the ones that belong to me, they hear my voice. That's the first thing. I know them. That's the second thing. And number three, they follow me. These three things go together. John 10, 27, write it down. We studied that last week. It starts with hearing God's voice. That's where it begins. Then God knows you. And he begins to call you by name. The sheep follows his voice. It's his voice the sheep follows. Shepherd does not drag them. He leads them. How does he lead them? By his voice. That's how he leads them. By his voice. He doesn't drag them to obey him. No, it's by his voice. Maybe many things you are not obeying is because your lack of capacity to hear him. And I pray for you today, you begin to hear him like never before. If you believe that, say a good amen. How do we hear him? By his voice. If we don't hear his voice, we can't follow. That's how we follow him. Because we hear his voice. I pray for you today by the power of God's spirit. 
in this month of possibilities that you will begin to hear God like never before. Your capacity, your ability to hear him will increase in the name of Jesus. You will hear him every moment, every hour in the name of Jesus. There will be no interference in your hearing God. I pray this over your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So today we are taking it a step further. And what we are going to be talking about today is the three distinctive features of hearing God's voice. There are three distinctive features of hearing his voice. Number one, I'm going to list them, then I'm going to teach them. Number one is that his voice, the voice of God is personal. It's personal. Write it down. It's personal. The voice of God is personal. Number two, it's, tang it's intangible. The voice of God is intangible. It's not what you feel. It's not what you touch. It's not the only, I mean, okay, we'll get there. It's intangible. Then the number three, the third thing about the voice of God is that it's present in terms of time. The voice of God is present. It's not the, in the past. It's not in the future. It is in the now. The voice of God is now. Praise God. It's personal. It's intangible. It's present. These are three distinctive features of the hearing God's voice. Number one, let me deal with it one by one. Please, brethren, I want you to take these teachings very seriously because I know as you improve yourself in this area, you will see that you begin to change your standards. Your values will go up. And the way you live will be at another crescendo. Praise God. He said, they hear my voice. I know them. They hear my voice. I know them. And they follow me. You see, this will characterize your life. Praise God. I know them. It's not guesswork. God knows you. You know him. I love when Christianity moves from uncertainty to certainty. When you take yourself for, away from guesswork and you know that you know that you know. You see, the apostles were announcing one time, they said, look, we have not followed cunningly defined fables. We are talking to you about things we have experienced. And I say you will experience his voice like never before in the name of Jesus. This is where Christianity gets exciting. This is where Christianity gets real to you. Get ready. You are moving to another level entirely. In this month of possibilities, you will seem like never before. Amen. Number one, so it's very personal. The voice of God is personal. Every voice is unique. Voices are, no two voices are exactly alike. No two voices are exactly the same. Science has told us that now when they go to the lab and analyze the voice recognition, the voice of every individual, you can see that the voice recognition code for every individual is different. It's not the same. From person to person, it's distinct. It's different. That is why Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. 
and the voice of a stranger, they will not follow. Wow. Why wouldn't they follow the voice of a stranger? Because the voice of a stranger is different. No two voices are the same. Our protection is in the hearing of the voice of God. That is how we are protected on this journey. Because the voice of a stranger, we will not follow. You look at it. Many times we make mistakes. Many times we do things wrong. Many times we go astray. It's because we have listened to a voice we shouldn't listen to. Or we have obeyed a stranger's voice. We have not followed the voice of God. Our protection, write it down again, is in hearing the voice of God. Individually, you should hear him. Relating to the Lord himself through his voice. That's why we are saying it's personal. You must be able to recognize the voice of God. It was designed, I mean, there's a story, I think I've shared it one in church, once in church, that there was a time they were designing a safe. I read about it years ago, designing a safe, that the safe will only open to the voice recognition is coded towards. For example, in a bank, the voice of the branch manager will only be able to open the safe. And, and it's very proverbial for us. Uh, when I was reading the story, I said, this is how it ought to be for us Christians. That the door to our heart, the Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. The door to your own destiny, the door to your life, the door to your heart you are guiding it. And that's how it should be, that it's only the voice of God that opens the safe of our lives. You know, that when God speaks to us, it's the only voice, that safe place, that, uh, that life, we have only got one life to live, that very life, that it's, it's only the voice of God that gets there. That's the way we should live. It's very proverbial for us. Absolutely distinctive voice. That's the voice that can open our own life. It will open to this one voice and no other voice. I said, this is what, this is how our life should be. That's the parable to, for us today. Praise God. Because the safe is where you put the valuables of life. Isn't it so? Amen. So that's how the heart of a believer should be. That the voice of God is like the only voice that can open the treasure of our heart. That's the way it should be. Praise God. Only one voice. We come into serious problems in our lives, like I shared earlier, when we open the door of our heart to a stranger's voice. And that's how our life should be. Never to open to strangers, but only to the voice of God. It causes most of the tragedies we go through in life because we did not obey God or we did not follow his instruction at a particular area. Think of your heart as a safe with the only one combination that will open to this safe, only combination of God's voice. Since the Lord is my shepherd, personal relationship, personal, only God alone, the voice of a stranger I will not hear. Every day of your life, you bind foreign voices. Anyway, we are going to get to that in the series. So when we hear his voice, 
He is our shepherd. And all our needs are met. How is it met? Because we cultivate the habit of hearing his voice. When we hear his voice, he's our shepherd. And when he's our shepherd, all our needs are met. That's how it flows. We hear him, he's our shepherd, and every need is met. So it's personal. Everybody say it's personal. Say it in your home, it's personal. It's personal. And God will make his voice personal to you. This is a distinctive feature of God's voice in your life. It's personal. It's not collective. It's personal. Praise God. Number two, it's intangible. It's intangible. The voice of God, it can't be touched. <laughs> it can't be apprehended by feeling, by sight, or by touching. Only one way to apprehend it, and it's by hearing. <laughs> it's only by hearing. Most of religious association that we belong to or that we relate to is something tangible. Praise God. For example, it, it takes space and time. If we say we are coming to church, church is, is, is a building that has space and it's part time. Praise God. The pew we sit on, the building we go, the church furniture, the pulpit, the organ, the clothing. Even sometimes we have to dress up to come to church. Different hymn books and so on. It's associated with space and time. Hearing God's voice is different. It's not restricted to a place. You can't corner the voice in a place. Praise God. Or clothing or furniture or uniform. No, it's not uniformed. The voice of God is not uniformed. Amen. The voice of God is just out there. It's that's why, in a way, it's tricky and can be dangerous. <laughs> it's not dangerous, but I'm just saying it's tricky. You're trying to say, how will I be able to recognize it? It doesn't have uniform. It doesn't have a cloth. It's not what you touch. It's not what you feel. It's not what you can sight. No. It's just out there. You have nothing to cling to and say, oh, voice of God. No. You are just in an intimate relationship with God. So intangible, intangible. You can say it's invincible. The only connection you have to him is hearing. Is hearing. Number three, the third feature about the voice of God is it's always present in the sense of time. It's always present. It deals with present tense. Never in the past nor in the future. It's always in the present. In the now. When we read a book, we can say, oh, a book. We can pick it up and put it up. And we say, the book is over there. It's not like the voice of God. No. It's always in the present. A voice is only now, not past, not future. It shows us into the now. That's what the voice of God does. It puts you in the place of now. Religious people talk about the past a lot. Oh, what Peter did, what Paul did, what Joshua did, what Moses did, what Elisha did, and so on. They talk about the future also. Oh, how our life will be when we get to heaven, and so on and so forth. That is nice. That is good. I agree with all that. But we are not living in the past, and we are not yet in the future. We are in the now. And that is why religious folks hardly live. 
Because they are not living in the present. Praise God. When you realize what defines your relationship with God is in the now, through his voice, that focuses you or forces you into a relationship of the now. It forces you into a solid relationship with God. Because the God you and I serve is a God of the now. The future has been taken care of. The past is gone forever. So it's the now. That's why I say now, today, is the day of salvation. The faith that you need for living. When is faith? Now faith is. is the God of the now. That's why you need the voice. And the voice is in the now, is in the present. Exodus 3.40, when Moses was going, you can see it in generations. When Moses was going in Exodus 3.40, and he said, okay, I'm going to rescue the people of Israel. He said, who should I say? Who should I say? He said, tell them, I am that I am. A God of the present. I'm the one. I'm the one taking the. He's in the present. He's in the now. As we learn to hear his voice, we have a present relationship with him. He's in the present. The present is now. That's why the voice of God is needed. He's in the now. Yes, you know the future. Yes, you know what happened in the past. You've read it. What of the now? That's when the voice of God shows up. I hope you're understanding me. You need the voice because of the now. Because of the now. What is God expecting of me right now? In the now. So, that brings me, I'm about to, because this is ending the foundation of what we are teaching. We are taking it line upon line precept upon precept. We have seen the importance of God's voice. We are seeing the features of God's voice now. God's voice is in the now. Let me hear you say it. It's in the word now. So hearing God's voice produces faith and this is where it becomes, it's starting to become relevant for you. I'll lay this foundation then we'll take it a notch higher next week. Please, the one next week don't miss it for anything. Because that's where I, this foundation is necessary so that you will not lose focus of the voice of God in your life. That's why we spend time to lay this. It can first look as if, well, I just want to hear him. I would just want, and that's where people run into mistakes. You don't know the importance of hearing him. There are certain features you have to know about the voice of God so that you will not be confused when you start hearing him. Because there are different voices. But you must be able to hear the voice of God distinctly. Hallelujah. So hearing God's voice produces faith. It produces faith. And this is where you need it. That's why you need to hear his voice. It produces faith. And faith is what brings home what has been settled in the realm of the spirit. It brings the legal settlement into vital experience. And through his voice, he said, through his voice, you will beat down every manifestation of Assyria. Whoo! Glory be to God. Get ready for a new season. Because his voice will settle a lot of things for you. Hallelujah. Many want faith for something, but they don't get it. Why? Why don't we get it when we want faith for something, but we don't get it? Why? They haven't discovered the secrets to God's faith. 
The secret is the voice of God. It's hearing the voice of God. That is what brings the faith alive. It comes from hearing. The Bible says in Romans 10, 7, 17, faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the secret is hearing the voice of God. Faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of Christ. That's how you get faith. There are two kinds of words in the Greek as it's written. Logos and Rema. Logos is the written word while Rema is the spoken word. Let's break it down. What is Logos? Logos is a Greek language word which is referring to the mind, to the counsel, to the reason, to the mind of God, to the total purpose of God. That is Logos. When he says in Psalm 119 verses 89, he says, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled where? It's settled in heaven. So this is the mind, the counsel, the purpose of God. Praise God. It's settled. Psalm 119 verse 89. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled where? In heaven. The eternal purpose, the eternal counsel of God is settled. That's the logos. Praise God. The mind, the counsel, the purpose of God is summed up in a person. And that person is Jesus. Jesus is the personified logos of God. That's the logos of God in person, the settled world. He's the mind, he's the counsel, he's the purpose of God. He's the express image of his person. Glory be to God. He that has seen me has seen the Father. That's what he told people. He's the eternal, it cannot be changed. Settled in heaven, the logos of God's world. However, we have the rema. Rema means the spoken word. The spoken word. It's not Rema unless it's spoken. It's spoken into existence. Hello? It's spoken. And faith is released when that word is spoken. Praise God. It's settled in heaven. Whether spoken or not, that's Logos. He <laughs> settled in heaven. But Rema has to be spoken. That's what Jesus was saying in Matthew 4 4. What was he saying? It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the living God. Praise God. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. So he said, you have to live. God has a word for us each day. Each day. There is a word coming out of the mouth of God. Did you hear the word for your life today? You see, then you are not living. That's what he's saying. You know, he said, my sheep, what do they do? 
they hear my voice. He has spoken this morning. Psalm 19 verse 2. Day unto day he authorized speech. Night unto night he showed knowledge. He has spoken a word today. But did you hear him today? You see why our lives sometimes don't soar high to the degree it ought to. Because we have not taken a full stop. Thank God for pandemic now. Thank God that some people are isolating now. Perhaps you are able to develop this in your life at this time. That, hey, wait a minute, I've not heard God's word this morning. I've not heard the voice of God this morning. Have you come accustomed to that? Hearing the voice of God. I remember when we newly became Christians. That those were one of the foundational and the very beginning that we had to learn and do. We don't leave our rooms unless we hear God's voice. We don't go for lectures unless we hear the voice of God. I know some people took it to the extreme. That's not what I'm saying. But we have taken it to the other extreme now by not hearing the word of God at all. We don't have any rema for each day. We are not even bothered with rema. Because we have replaced Rema with motivational speakers. And so on and so forth. Where is the voice of God in our lives? When last did you hear the voice of God over your children? At crucial stages of their life. Where is the voice of God? Have you even taught your children how to hear God's voice? Like I've been saying, this is the most important subject for us. He said, this is what validates you as my sheep. You hear my voice. You hear my voice. I'm going to challenge you to take out time in this month of possibilities. Channel your energy on this possibility of you hearing God 24-7 like a radio station. Hear God on every subject. Hear God on every day. Hear God on every area of your life. And he speaks if you pay attention to him. Glory be to God. I hope you are not offended at me today. God has a word for us each day. The proceeding word of God. Faith comes from hearing that word. That's why our faith will work. If we now take the word of God we've heard and run with it. It has been spoken before. Before faith comes. The word precedes faith. Faith comes. Faith we will not come unless you hear. You say, unless you hear the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Word of Christ. What has Christ spoken to you today? Praise God. I hope I'm challenging you to begin to hear God's word. Get hungry to hear him. Moses said, we are not moving an inch from here. These are even people who operated on the glory of a shadow. Said, we are not moving an inch from here unless you go with us. Praise God. Praise God. This is what happens before faith comes. Rema, the word just leaping out of the pages of the scripture unto you. That is my word for you today. Leaping. We'll still get to that in this series. On getting Rema. Praise God. From the pages of the scripture. Faith comes by hearing the spoken word of God. Praise God. When you hear that spoken word, that this is a word from the mouth of God. 
Praise God. Then faith comes into action. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. There was a day like that in the church. Once privileged to be pastoring. And the Bible study like this was going on. And all the women, the women that were just coming from a, from a doctor, an oncologist, telling her that she had breast cancer and she was given a few months to live. And as she was entering the church premises, what she was hearing from the pulpit became remarked for her. At that time, we were just speaking from the pulpit and the word is, let God be true and let every man, including doctors, be a liar. That's what she heard. And she received it. Because immediately she received the letter, she was coming to the church with a letter in her hand. And the word, the first word she heard from the pulpit was this. That let God be true and let every man be a liar, including doctors. And she had a doctor's report. And she said, I receive it. It became rema for her. And that was the end of terminal cancer. That was the end of that cancer that should take her a few weeks to leave. It left her body immediately because she learned man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word, by every rema word of God, revealed word. Hallelujah. I see somebody out there bearing my witness. Somebody out there believing God for healing in their body. Receive your healing right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, this word goes into that area of your life that needs healing. The Bible says he sent forth his word and his word healeth and he delivered from destruction. Every destruction that that ailment, that foul spirit of infirmity intends over your life, I say right now is destroyed by the power of God. That cancer dematerializes in the name of Jesus. That ailment lines up with the word of God in the name of Jesus. Glory be to God. Whew. Sense of healing power move there right now in the name of Jesus. Romans 10, 17 comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. There is a process by which faith comes. First step, God speaks through his word. That is Rema. God speaks through his word. That is Rema. Secondly, your response when the word of God comes, what do you do? Do you receive it? Do you let it mix with faith in your heart? Open yourself up to the word. And thirdly, out of hearing, faith is produced. You begin to act on the word. That's faith, acting on the word. Stepping out to do the word of God. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to challenge you to cultivate a habit habit of hearing God's word. Make up your mind that every day of your life as from this moment henceforth I'm going to hear the word of God. I'm going to hear the rema word. I'm go There's a rema for every day. I'm going to run with the rema word. I'm going to receive the rema word. And when you receive it, you run with it. That becomes a faith thing for you to do. You act on that word every day. And as time and, and there are moments in your day or as the day proceeds on, there are times you want to hear God on certain junctions of your life. Perhaps your, your child is becoming a teenager. Have you heard God's rhema for that? Praise God. 
a lot of challenges with teenage years in this part of the world. What are you going to do about that? You need to read my word. Your career, you need to read my word. Praise God. Your family, you need to read my word. Your 10 years as a family, what's the word? Praise God. Praise God. You are living in the city of St. Catherine's. What's the word God is giving you in this city? Praise God. Praise God. So man shall not live by bread alone. Don't, I know we pursue bread, we pursue living, go after jobs, go after this and that, but that's not the only reason for living. You will live by the word. You will live by the rema word, the spoken word. What is God saying? Day unto day, utterance speech, nine unto nine, he showeth knowledge. We're going to rise and pray right now, and I want you to ask the Lord to create in you a hunger for the rema word for that spoken word, that your spirit, you want to create an unrest in your spirit until you have a rema for a day. You want to say, Lord, I don't want to have peace until I have rema, until I know that that day is settled, like your word is settled in heaven, that your word is also settled in my life, that I receive your word every day. Day unto day you utter a speech, night unto night you show knowledge. It tune my ears, my inner ears, my spiritual ears to distinguish your voice, to know your voice, and to hear you at all times. Come on, lift up your hands to heaven wherever you are right now. Thank you for listening. We hope you have been blessed by the word today. Please join our services live every Sunday, 9 a.m. and 10.45 a.m. and Bible study every Friday, 7 p.m. at 95 Church Street, St. Catharines. We hope you have a wonderful week ahead and God bless you.